It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al and Jerry. All right, on a Monday, here comes the podcast. I assume Al's rolling since he has the headsets on and we're all good, yes? I am rolling, Jerry. Double check it. Good to go. How about the fact that the great Phil Sims sat in and listened and admired to the warm-up this morning, which, by the way, will come right after this when we're done here. Kind of cool. He did enjoy the warm-up show. The last time he was here, uh, he watched us do the warm-up show from in the other studio when he was prepping. Right. And then a, a few times referenced on the air uh, the podcast we taped. Right. He, he had no idea we were on the air. He didn't know that was actually on WFAN radio. Yeah. He thought it was a podcast. Well, what, am I, what are we doing here? Podcasts? Well, we, we do podcasts. Oh, this is a podcast. And we do live programming. Yes. As well. Multifaceted. Jerry, I saw this story and uh, immediately thought, uh, number one, surprise, no one tweeted this to me because this is a perfect um, post-game podcast story for us. Okay. And it's titled, New Yorkers Report, Brazen Rats Leaping into Strollers for Snacks. Upper West Side, mothers pushing their babies in strollers have reported that the rat problem is so bad up there that rats are leaping into their babies' strollers while they're moving to steal their Cheerios. Are we surprised by this? I'm a little surprised by this. Um, okay, tell you why I'm not. I think I, I'm surprised by that because when I hear Upper West Side, like by the by Central Park, I think bougie, expensive, that sort of thing. Right, but here's the thing: like the rats don't realize that. Oh, the rats aren't aware of good no. neighborhoods versus uh, rat neighborhoods. Right, they don't realize that. Okay, so I don't think so. Here's the, the only thing I would say to that is, I look at when you're on the beach. And the goddamn seagulls, yeah. after about 2 o'clock that start making their appearance, are so ballsy that they will come take something right out of your hand. So if you're going to tell me mainly. a rat is going to do that, that does not surprise. I haven't heard of it, but I'm not surprised by it. I thought rats during the day kind of uh, hid in the dark. Evidently not. They're looking for food. Now, New York City is doing something about the rat problem, but they're targeting specific neighborhoods, and the Upper West Side is not one of them. One of the reasons why, as I read this article, Jerry, is that uh, on they use some sort of rat pest rat pesticide type right. of thing to kill the rats. Okay. But the reason why they can't do it on the Upper West Side is there's a hawk population that they don't want to affect. Interesting. Yeah, and that if they poison the rats, they'll kill off the hawks. So by... Letting the hawks live, mm-hmm. they are going to grow the rat population yeah. on the Upper West Side. Yes. So let me, I'm just, I'm going out on a limb here. Okay, Jerry. Sometimes we do that. Mm-hmm. You're probably not going to move to the Upper West Side anytime I would not soon. ever be moving anywhere near here. I would never raise a child in New York City. Rats are leaping into their strollers to take their Cheerios. I agree with you. I'm with you. And I got kids. Yeah. I agree with you. I like the suburbs. The Upper West Side, they also like to, they use dry ice, evidently, scares the rats away. How so? But they're what not allowed. They throw it at them? It just says dry ice uh, is used 
uh, but they they can't use that up there either. Seems kind of weird. How about this? I'd rather have, if you give me the choice of, you can have these lovely hawks in your neighborhood, but you also will have rats, or no hawks and no rats. Give me no animals. Yeah, I would take no hawks, no rats. Cities should not have animals. If it's mostly concrete, should have no animals. At least no wild animals. No wild animals, right. right. No rodents. Right. Gross. Very gross. Hey, by the way, just because you said the city, yeah. before you get to your next topic. New York City. Did you see, I think it was Kevin from Barstool, and I see Deadspin just picked up on it. Did you see the couple on the subway having sex? Uh, the Yankee fans? <laughs> yes. Now, uh, I, I did look into that article. Yes. Uh, they were not actually uh, having sexual intercourse. It was uh, dry humping. They both had their clothing on. Whatever. So they're, they're right dry out there humping. in the open. Right. But what's amazing about the video, and I saw Kevin put out like 57 seconds, I want to say. Okay. Number one, who is, they're not rats, they're humans. Who's ballsy enough to sit right next to them like that and video it? That I don't one. know. And number two, the people are like comatose around mm-hmm. them. Like they don't need, it's almost like this was placed in the photo or in the video. Right. Like you can't even believe no one notices it. Well, one person appears to be asleep. And another person is like reading, uh, reading. But something. come on, I don't know. I thought that was very funny. Yeah. So anyway, I got it. I'm sorry. Yeah, they were dry humping. The other thing going on on the subways now, and you and I actually talked about this the other day. I said uh, I was telling you about the airdrop feature on the iPhone, which is that if you and yes. I are near each other, I can airdrop you a photo. Right. And I said, you know, when I've I've gone to do it with Gina in a restaurant, sometimes people's iPhones pop up that are around me. Right. So the new thing people are doing on the subways is sending penis pictures via airdrop to people around them on the subway. And there's no way to tell where it came from. (laughs) Now, the only way, the way you can combat this is you can set up your airdrop so that you can only accept pictures and things from people in your contact list. So you have to set it up, though. You have to set it up that way. Otherwise, Otherwise, it comes up penis pictures (laughs) on a subway. Now would those, you rather be? Would you rather be? I'm going to give you two options here, Jerry. Are either one good? Uh, it's called uh, living in New York City. Option okay. number one. Got it. You're on a subway and get bombarded with penis photos. Option number two. You're taking your children for a stroll in the city, and rats are diving into their strollers for their Cheerios. Well, that's not a fair question. No, it's not. I would take option number one. You would rather get penis photos. Of the two. I'm not saying you want them. I uh, My children's safety has to come right. first, and I don't need these disgusting, filthy, gross rats jumping into a stroller. Well, first of all, I don't have any kids in a stroller, but right. if I did, you can't have that. Right. I can't have my seven-year-old walking down the street eating a turkey and cheese sandwich, having a rat do a super fly jump and just grabbing <laughs> it out it of his hand. So I would have to take the first option. Okay. Good enough. You ever go, uh, I went to downtown Somerville this weekend just because I wanted to go to a downtown area. And I also had, I also had some old video games and there was an, there was a retro video game store there. Okay. So I thought, oh, maybe this guy will like to buy some of my games. Sure. A retro video game store. I'm not saying like a retro arcade where you pay $10 no, an retro hour. retro video games. This is a guy selling old video yeah, games. And making rent. Right, that's what I couldn't figure out. There was nothing sadder than that store. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I had an Intellivision and an Atari 
which I had planned on selling him. Okay. And in my head, in good faith, I could not accept $25 for each item from him because I was like, I'm going to sell this on my own. I'm going to sell it on my own. I'll get more money. Time out a second. I'll get more money. You really? Yeah. You had a chance to to walk out with 50 bucks? I I went there and I kept the, the consoles in my car. I said, let me check this place out. And I said to the guy, theoretically, if I had an Atari and I had an Intellivision in decent shape, what might you give me for those? He goes, I would say uh, $25 each. I said, okay. But as I was looking around, it was so sad in there. I was like, I got to get out of here. And then I kept thinking, how is he making his rent? I, Al, I look at places all over the place. I don't understand. That. Yeah. You got rent. You've got insurance. Oh, by the way, you'd like to get paid something for your time. You... I, Explain it to me. I think a lot of these places, and not this guy because he was a younger guy, but I think a lot of these places, uh, and, and um, to cover up for drugs, not a cover up for drugs. It's a wealthy person who's retired, and they're making no money, but they can afford to make no money, and they have a daily hobby, a place to go every day, their shop on Main Street, By the whatever way, town USA. And I'm good with that. The problem is when you say, I think that's actually for someone that's got a lot of money. But doesn't, because I do believe if you shut it down, you're going to be shut down and end up in a grave a lot sooner than you need to be. I think it's a great idea. But a lot of these places, that's not what it is. I mean, you walk in a lot of these places, it's not a 78-year-old guy that just is happy to have somewhere to go every day. It looks like a real legit business that looks like, how is this a real legit business? Right. So I, I, in that case, you might be right. But in a lot, I I don't get it. I really don't. So, Strange, Jerry. Yeah. Now, like us doing the coffee mm-hmm. on the go, Joe. Now you referenced that uh, would do great. That would do well, right? But God forbid we do something about it. You All mentioned right. uh, shut it down, you'll be in the grave. You did say that. I did. If you shut it down in your life, you'll be soon in the grave. Sooner than you'd like to be. Yes. Well, I bring you to Butler, New Jersey, Jerry. Well, where's Butler? I don't know where that is. Uh, Butler, New Jersey. I actually saw this on News Twelve this weekend. Well, you're a big News Twelve guy. On the weekends, I like to put it on because if you watch News Twelve for fifteen minutes, they just keep repeating the same thing over and over and oh, over is that again. True? Then you're like, yeah, I saw you this. You feel already. caught up. I feel caught up. I feel like, well, clearly there's no other news. They're on repeat now. Right. Butler, New Jersey. A mourner's Jerry at a New Jersey cemetery received quite a horrific shock, as the article says okay. here. When, um, well, it was it was a, a funeral service, and they were putting their grandfather into the ground, right? And they opened up the hole to to put his casket in, and as they were lowering his casket, a deceased foot fell from the side. Um, that was part of um. It was buried, uh, but clearly not in a coffin or in a coffin that has since disintegrated. Right. So a human foot fell on top of this grandfather's casket. Family was horrified. Now, one of the uh, people who knows about graves and graveyards and such said that this, uh, the, the person, the dead person next to him, was buried in 1969, and they were using uh, perhaps wooden coffins, which... Over time, 40-something years, 48 years later... Disintegrate. Disintegrate. And you might get a foot falling down on top of you. I'm not that... Like, people... The the family... I saw the family interviewed on the uh, news... Yeah. ...saying how horrified they were at their grandfather's funeral when a foot fell. To me, I was like, what do you expect? It's a cemetery. Right. And you're digging into where bones are. Yeah, you're digging in. You're lucky it wasn't a head. 
Yeah, it's a very good point. Like at least, a, at least the foot is not that scary looking. No, but I I would say, yeah, that if you were there, you might be like, oh, ooh, I think that would freak you out a little bit, right? It? A little bit. Workers quickly filled in the grave, but they left the foot there. Daughter Sandra Butler. No, wait a minute. Like once again, this is Al in, hold on. No, no, I'm reading. It's in Butler, New Jersey. Right. You're telling me the woman, her the daughter's name is Sandra Butler in Butler, New Jersey? I never heard of a Butler, New Jersey. She said, quote, it was too much, and no one said anything to us. They just dumped the dirt in the plot like it was normal, like it's nothing to them. Hmm. The caretaker, Bill Plogg, said he's surprised it hasn't happened more often. Caskets deteriorate over time. This fellow was from 1969. It is a graveyard, he said. I'm with him. It is a graveyard. What do you expect? Butler, New Jersey is out by Pennsylvania somewhere. Is that right? Yes. So I don't know if that really is her name or not, but yes. How do you pick uh, where you want to be buried? You pick. What do you mean, how do you pick? Like, how do you decide where you're going to be forever buried, You buy the plot. Like, would you go to your hometown? Would you go to a place you want to stay forever? How would you choose? Um... Probably a mausoleum. Mausoleum? Yeah. I don't know that I'm ho- I'm into the whole dirt thing. Yeah, I'm not either. That's why I said I like to be cremated. But mausoleum yeah, might be cool, be in cement. Yeah, and I think you, doesn't the body stay intact? Like you're like refrigerated? Well, your foot won't come falling out of a mausoleum. I know that. No, it wouldn't. I think I would go a mausoleum. I think. I don't know. I'm 43. Kim and I have not had this discussion yet. Mm. When do when you, you have that might? discussion, you think? 60? Um, I think if you get like a health scare, you have that discussion. Yeah, but if I'm 60, even without a health scare, I think at that point you got to start at least having the conversation, don't right. you? Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. I have not spoken to my wife about it. Um, she's not good with death. Right. I don't get the sense that's a conversation she wants to have. Well, you could let me know and then... Well, you're older than me. You should I'll... have the conversation first. Oh, I should could let you know what I'm So when you talk in. to yourself in the mirror, okay, let me know what you and yourself Well, decide. I would like to be uh, cremated. You really want to be cremated? Yes. And put it in an urn and taken to family functions. Yeah, I know. You're very into that. And here every day, if you guys are still doing a show when I pass. Well, I hope not, because that means something's going to happen, you know. I would like to kind of go my urn right on the desk where Craig sits, but he'll knock me over. Yes, and then you'll be vacuumed up. And then they'll just be, like, forgotten about. Well, yeah, because you'll be vacuumed up and hey, where was vacuum that, cleaner. Where was that urn we had around here? No, it's yeah, gone. Um, Boomer got upset with Craig one day, opened it, and dumped it on his Threw head. Threw it out him. Yeah. Right. And he'd be wearing Al. I'd be part of a hilarious bit and then forgotten about. Yeah, it's just such a, I don't know, man. Morbid? Yeah, why are we talking about this? Well, you this? brought it up with this foot in no, the grave. No, you brought up the story. Oh, that was I my story. Not. I brought up the story oh. of Yankee fans having sex on a subway. Oh, right. Good that job. That, I think, is fun. That you was bring nice. Up death. That was a good one. F that. Death? All of it. Ugh. Jerry, would you rather... Um. What was the first th- two choices I gave you earlier when we played this game? Well, it was something about the the penis pictures and then something about the rats and the kids. Right, right. Uh, rats, let's just kids, move on. Uh, subway Enough. penis pictures. I can't talk about penis pictures anymore. Jerry, I was reading an article about uh, best ways to get a deal on buying a car. All right, I'm into this. And since... I never could tell whether some of these are for gays Well, no, not. let's listen, because my car's all bashed up right now. So all I right. never know if I need a new car. Oh, uh, this These are tips, car buying tips that I read an article about. All right. And see if you tell me any of these uh, work. 
Uh, number one, of course, they say do your homework, which is really researching on the internet, right? Yes, I would say so. You look up what are these cards wor- cars worth. You go to the Kelly Blue Book site. You see what a new car is worth and all that stuff, right? Okay. Problem is we need the black book. That's what the dealers use. But go ahead. What's the black book? The black book is the real book that the dealerships use. It's, I always think this. Isn't there a bottom line that they're going to sell the car for? Um, There should be. The problem is the way I understand it and my brother was involved in this business for about three years, the way I understand it is most dealerships make their money on the volume of sales. Okay. Now, a used car, no question, there is a hard bottom line for what you paid on a trade-in for the car. In terms of a new car, I believe they get monster bonus checks in terms of volume sales. So, yeah, I'm sure every number, yeah, it costs something to make the car, but I don't know if it's anywhere near the number you see on the car. That makes sense? I suppose. Okay. But, like, if you look online, isn't there, like, a website that'll tell you bottom line what this costs the dealer? I guess, but until you, I, I really do believe until you get that black book, I don't know if you really know. Is that available on Amazon? It's not. You can get a black book on Amazon. I just don't think it's the one you want. Oh, I would like that one. So go ahead. I would like a car salesman who listens to this podcast to send me the black book. That would be, uh, we need, we need a general awesome. manager. of the, A GM of, of a place? Yes. Uh, car buying tip number two, find the right salesman. This is all from uh, University of Toronto. Okay. So far, two things Finding mean the right sales. Right. right. Nothing means nothing, right? So far, nothing. Uh, don't give in to pressure, stupid. Don't fall in love too early, stupid. Then this classic move. This was my dad's favorite move when purchasing vehicles, okay. which is the the walk away. Sure. I'm going to get up and walk out of here. Yes. So why wouldn't you keep getting up and walking away until you realized they weren't going any lower? Well, you would. You'd end up getting in the car and going home. What I'm saying, like, if you walk away... And they don't let you walk away. At some point, they're going to let you walk away because if you want like a twenty thousand dollar car for ten thousand dollars, right? They're well, going to let you walk happen. away. Uh, how about this one, Jerry? Shop on the right days. The auto industry lives and dies in thirty day periods, says this study. Right. Avoid all dealerships on the first of the month. Right. It's the end. I think it's the last three days of the month. Right. So if we all know that, why are they even open? We all don't know that. I only know that because, again, my brother worked there, and when I went into, I'll give you a little background. One plan, I'm not going to say where. Oh, right. But there was one time I bought a car, and I went there on the, I don't know, the 29th or the 30th, whatever it was, and they needed to hit, I was going to actually pay, this was a used car that I was going to pay cash for. Okay. That I was not going to finance. And I know the guy, and he said, you can pay cash, all good. He goes, but, you know, if you finance it, I can give you a really good rate. And what, I didn't know it at the time, as that turned out, they needed to hit a number. To finance a certain amount of cars. Right. See, nowadays, it used to be you could get a better deal if you paid cash. Right. Now they want you to finance. They do. And so they, when I said, I'd really like, I don't want a car payment. I mean, the whole point of paying cash is to not have a car payment. He's like, what if I could get you 0.9% and I knocked another $2,000 off the price? Like, what? Okay. And that's what we did. And it turned out to be a great deal for them, as it turned out. And for me, it was a and good And then you deal. pay it off right away. Uh, yeah. Well, he asked me to... He's, he actually said, "Just can you hang on to it for sixty month, uh, sixty days?" And I think I paid it off like six or seven months later. They say also that many dealerships work on a ten day rotation, so okay. the tenth and the twentieth of the month are also good days. Didn't know about that. Okay, All right, that's right. And they said the best day of the year to purchase a car is December thirty first. Really, year end. 
they have to get their year-end um, things See, I always in. thought that was a misnomer because you can get last year's models in January. I mean, that's you can. Right. So that's weird. Okay, I didn't know that. All right, then here's one. Shop a few towns away from where you live. Why? A guy, a salesman said he was much more likely to give somebody a deal if they were 50 miles away because he was sure he wouldn't normally get their business. I don't know if any of this makes any sense, Jerry. Me neither. So those are some tips. I did like the um, the days of the the days of the month. You know, wait till the I end of the month. I think those are legit. That's legit, right? I do think that stuff's legit. Yes, I would say so. So, but I I feel like that's something everybody knows. And everybody that the first not. week of the month, there must there just be there's just did lookers. Did you know that before you read that article? I feel like I did know that. Okay, when you went and bought your car, did you make sure you went on? No. Right. You don't think of it. You just don't think of it. You got too right. much stuff going on in your life. Now you did all the research. You did all that. I did do that, but you didn't. You didn't adhere to the calendar. I did not adhere to a calendar. Right. So there you go. You're the best example of why people suck. In fact, I don't even know when I bought. I bought my car in October. No idea when. I bet you I bought it in the beginning of the month. Like a you probably dope. went on October first. I kind of have a feeling it was before October twelfth. That's for sure. Right. That's interesting. Because I don't know why I have that date in my head. And that car is paid off now, right? That's right. That's amazing. You've had that car for what, four years or five? Five years. Five years. We'll be five years by. in October. My car, I've only got my car. I almost have my car three years now. That's bizarre to me. Yeah. You were a guy who got rid of cars quickly I had a back very in the day. strange, I agree. I had a very odd three-year period. And I've said this to you many times. If you go prior to that and now after that, this is more like I always always keep a car three or four years, not three or four months. That was a very strange few years, and part of, part of that was where my brother was working. So there was there were things he was going working on. at a car place. Yeah, there were, and then he'd say, "Hey, Jerry, I got this great car. You will love it." Something like that, not not necessarily, but something like okay. that. Okay, it was more me seeing something I liked, and oh, he's there. Right. What can you do for me? I'm somewhat interested in getting another car. But not, I want to get a used car. You better. Now, do you believe those Carfax reports? I do. As like being full on legit? I do. I also mostly believe cars that have less than 50,000 miles are leased cars that are that have been taken care of and they're great cars. Yeah. That to me is where you go really right. I think like a 25,000 mile car is, is good. Yeah, it's great. Absolutely. Right? So, and then when you get to, if you see a car that's under 10,000 miles, and this is just coming from my brother too, from who dealt with all this. That's usually people that get in over their head with their payments, and they just had to get the hell out. Yeah. So if you see a car that's got under 10,000 miles, ain't nothing wrong with a car that's got 8,000 miles on it. Someone decided, I want that car. Wow, 575 a month sounded good for about six months. And then they realized, what are we doing? Right. Get it. Get rid of it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. Let's go. I mean, you'll be a neighbor soon of mine. I did look at, uh, there was a car I liked that I, I happened to look online at. It was a used car. It had 25,000 miles on it. It was not a Corvette. Oh. And I looked at the Carfax. And it, it, now, this is a car that had 25,000 miles on it. It had like four owners already. Really? Yeah, what it kind was of very was bizarre. It? it was a Subaru. Interesting. They're good cars. That's yeah. weird. I, I wonder couldn't why. figure out what was going on with it. Yeah, kind of odd. I would, If it's got four owners and 25,000 miles, I'm out. Maybe it's haunted. There you go. The car. It could be. Very a haunted possible. vehicle. I think I got to go. All right, Jerry. The warm-up show is next. It was very good today. It was Are we going to have four, week, four days of a podcast this week? We have a full week of podcasts this week. Very good. 
it's a very rare podcast week in the summer. We've got this for four, well, five days, really, because we do the warm-up show on Flashback Friday on Friday. We'll be doing that Friday. Oh, we're all Friday, right? Yeah. All right, that's out. Okay. Um, I do have an Al's Boring podcast this week also, so lots of stuff going on. I got to go. All right, Jerry, the warm-up is next. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Al and Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. Monday morning, this portion is brought to you by Firestone Complete Auto Care. I'll ask you how you're doing, Al, but first I'll tell you that my hip hurts, my groin hurts, and my back hurts. Other than that, I'm great. How are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. I probably have a hernia I need to get fixed eventually. Probably. Well... How do you fool around with that? Because I have... When you uh, are told you have a hernia and then you Google pictures of hernias, they look horrendous online. You you had one already. Yeah. I had one repaired. Right. And you had a very interesting few days thereafter. Now I need another one repaired. Yeah, I don't know why you'd wait. Uh, Because it's surgery. So you put off surgery until the last possible minute. Got it. I need to be in pain 24-7. And then I'll get something done, Jerry. Understood. Jerry, I was watching the uh, Yankee-Red Sox game last night. Right. This Chris Sale is a very violent pitcher. Well, he tore up his uh, shirt, his uniform last year. Yeah, but his motion. Yeah. Like, if I woke up one morning and I read, uh, oh, uh, Chris Sale ripped his own elbow out <laughs> or his arm out of the socket, I'd be he's like, a, yes. He's a max effort pitcher. I know, I know what you're effort. saying. It takes a lot for him, but boy, he throws the ball hard. But it doesn't look smooth. It's very herky-jerky to me. It might not, but the ball goes where it has to. Did You I, You probably know the game was late. They, he struck out Gary Sanchez on one pitch that was at Sanchez's eyes, and he must have missed it by six inches. I mean, he throws hard. He's really impressive last night. Very impressive, Jerry, although he he almost gave up that judge home run early on. Almost. And then he struck him out three times. But he didn't. Well, he struck out three times. I don't yes, know that Sale got him every time. Hanley Ramirez struck out four times oh, last right. night, too, for the Red Sox. So I was reading that's 30 straight games for Aaron Judge. Sure. With a strikeout. Remember what Michael Jordan says, you got to fail to succeed. Oh, I see. It's, been, it's really interesting because last night, I know a lot of people can get on the strikeouts for Judge, the guy that had the worst night, I thought, was was Brett Gardner, who left a guy on base on third base twice. But even with Judge, I mean, while he struck out a few times, his single got himself right in the mix with some things. I mean, he, as bad as he's been with the strikeouts, he has been productive. He does still walk. He does get on base. He stole a base one time. Um, but you're right. I mean, the strikeouts are, I mean, they're mind-blowing how many of them there are. Yeah, now uh, they have the, now, the Red Sox play the Indians on one game for right. one game. Must be a makeup game, I would think. Makeup game. Then they play the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Yankees have the Mets mm-hmm. for four games. Right. I was looking at the pitching matchups. Nothing very exciting until, well, tomorrow, DeGrom, Sonny Gray. I think that's good. The other ones look, meh. We get Luis Sessa tonight. Luis Sessa, all right. Is that right. exciting for you? That's not, that's not really turning me on. That doesn't turn you on. No. I'm sorry to hear that. Like, I would want, like, a Tanaka, CeCe. Well, they're on the DeGrom, DL. Noah right, Syndergaard, Matt Harvey. They're all not, they don't pitch. None of those guys are, I'm no. looking at these lineups. Harvey in the minor league. So here's what you got. This is what Al's talking all about. Right. Rafael Montero, he's 1-8. 1-8. and eight. One and eight. He pitches against Luis Sessa tonight. Well, that's good for Yankee. For DeGrom and Sonny Gray, great. That's a good Solid pitching matchup. matchup. Then you've got uh, Jaime Garcia, who has been, eh, against Seth Lugo. Eh. And then we got Luis Severino, who's been great, but except the last time out, he was not good. Terrible. And Steven Matz, who is fantastic for four innings, and then... Right. So I agree with you. Not great pitching matchups. So I'm not looking forward to either of those, Jerry. Now, Craig was mentioning last week that they get the Mets for four, so those are four. You just blow past those. I'm not just all of a sudden signing and sealing four wins for the Yankees this week. Right. Uh, I think I'm going to give you a split, Jerry. 
Well, I don't know about a split. Split. I mean, I think if the Mets go get one, you'd be happy. You DeGrom will get a win. Then one of these guys will surprise you. Maybe Seth split. Lugo. Maybe. We'll give you something. You get you expect nothing out of Montero tonight, I don't. do you? I know. He's That's good for the Yankees. So Back bad. on track. Back on track. Perhaps. And They're then, four and eight in their last twelve, by the way. And then Jerry, we discussed this uh last Friday when we we were doing this. We said uh, oh, the Friday bad news dump by the uh, NFL. Uh we got not only the Ezekiel Elliott news Friday afternoon, yeah. but then I saw people on Twitter were comparing the Sammy Watkins trade. As if it were as big news as the Ezekiel Elliott suspension. Not even close. Not even close. No, but they were like, not. I mean, it's listen, it's a big deal. I mean, Sam Watkins is a good player. The fact that he was traded, okay. But I don't think it compares to the Ezekiel Elliott's. And let me just say this. Oh, I, right, said, I, said, I wrote this on Twitter the other day. Oh, you did? You were tweeting. I did because, I mean, I'm listening to people. The Cowboy season's over because Elliott's, I mean, they might go in the, the six games he's going to miss. They could be one in five. Did I miss something, or was Alfred Morris not a 1,600-yard running back a couple of years ago? They signed him last year before they drafted Elliott, and I was actually excited about the deal as a Cowboy fan. I like it. So you've got Alfred Morris, good running back. You've got Darren McFadden, okay, third down back. And, oh, by the way, they signed Ronnie Hillman, who in his short time in Denver was a damn good running back. And, oh, I forgot, they got this thing called an offensive line. Like, the idea that their season's over, to me, is more about the defense having everybody suspended and having lost them to free agency than it is about it stinks. I mean, listen, what he did, forget that. But just talking football, the season's not over because Ezekiel Elliott was suspended. So thank you for that. Now, when uh, you get suspended, he's not allowed to even go to the facility? I think, right, once once the season begins. Like, he's with them now for the preseason. Once that's over, I think he's banned for six weeks. He can't go do a bicep curl over there? I don't think he can, no. Have lunch with someone? Um, I don't believe so. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. He's going to stay away from Frisco, which is where their facility is. Not San Francisco. That's a town Dallas, in the Texas it's in area. The Texas, oh, right. in the Texas area. You mean the Texas. state of Texas? <laughs> that area it's a down. Big area. That area down there, Jerry. <laughs> that area we call Texas. And then there's a job opening with the NFL, which I'm thinking of applying for. Why the hell not? What is Why it? not? It's uh, they're hiring people to help players with their social media. By the way, you'd be good at it. I'd be perfect for that. What do you think that pays? Uh, I don't think. Uh, it doesn't pay well. It's a, and it's also listed as a temporary job. Oh, they're looking for someone in New York and someone in uh, California. Go for it. You in could ca- do it. You get out of here at eleven o'clock in the California area. Right. <laughs> I would tell players like, okay, here's how we do social media. When you go to lunch today, look around. What can you complain about? That's what I. Do. That's how I do mine, Jerry. I just look around. That's at your life. advice. Yeah, and whatever you see that you have a complaint about. Send that to us. No, no, no. Because no, most no. players are terrible at That's not what they want. Twitter. They want to make sure they don't say anything stupid. Like Dak Prescott, I, I was following him on Twitter. He All he does is, like, plugs for things he's, like, you know getting well, paid for. Guess what? Smart. Won't get him in any trouble. Yeah, but it's no fun. It's not a fun follow. Then don't follow him. Like, I can't. Like, you get nuts about this Twitter stuff. Well, I'm, I can't figure out one at one current athlete. Okay. Like, the retired athletes are good because they have nothing to lose. Unless they're in broadcasting, then you can't say weird things. Right. But most uh, current athletes, can, but... they don't really do anything interesting with their social media. Okay. But you're right. They're all afraid of, of saying something stupid and getting in trouble. Listen, they've got millions of dollars on the line. How about this? Stay away from it until you're finished. Do that. 
Then, that would be my advice. Then go on Twitter. Yeah, just stay away from Or how about that? Don't read anything and just post very seldomly. Do you think most athletes read their at mentions? Yeah, I do. Not mo- do Most athletes, I don't yeah. know. Do some of them? Absolutely. Who was the guy on the Mets? He shut down his Twitter account because he couldn't take it anymore. He was the... Um, the ca- Josh Tolley, I think, the catcher who was yes. traded to Toronto, he got beat up so badly on social media when he would have a bad game that it crushed him, and he decided, I'm out. I'm done. Yeah, By the I, way, I get it. I run that Boomer and Carton Twitter account for the yeah, show. Yeah, we all suck. Yeah, and people think sometimes they're sending messages straight to Boomer or Craig. Right, it's really going to you. It's going to me. They have their own <laughs> by, Twitter account. Way, Bob Dwyer had the best tweet of all time the other day when the Boomer and Carton account sent out something for you and promoting me <laughs> yes did al Keo hold you up to that <laughs> that was funny this portion is sponsored by firestone complete auto care right now at firestone complete auto care get 70 dollars by mail on a bridgestone visa prepaid card when you buy a set of four eligible bridgestone tires whatever you drive drive a firestone we take you to the top it is craig and phil sims at six on the fan it's the boomer and carton warm-up show with alan jerry it's the shortest show on wfan right, welcome back this portion is Brought to you by Dell Sunday Night Baseball. Red Sox did beat the Yankees 3-2 as Rafael Devers, the rookie, came up with the game-tying home run on the ninth off of Aroldis Chapman. Andrew Benintendi, who had himself one hell of a weekend, had the go-ahead RBI single in the 10th. The Yankees five and a half out now in the East. Tonight, take on the Mets. First of 4-2 at the stadium, then 2 at City Field. Mets did beat the Phillies yesterday 6-2. And Justin Thomas won the PGA Championship. This portion sponsored by Dell. Need help finding the right Dell PCs with Intel Core processors for your business? Call 877-BY-DELL to talk to a Dell small business tech advisor. Jerry, did you see Tim Tebow? You know, the other day we oh, talked Tim about Tebow. Tim Tebow, and he uh, shook the hand of a child with autism, then hit a home run. Did you see he did the national anthem with a with a girl with, I think, Down syndrome? She and requested him join her for the national anthem. This guy is unbelievable. Then he took a fastball right off the head. Didn't go down, Jerry. Dusted himself off. He <laughs> shook it off and wandered down the first base. I would have went down for a little while just to, for the drama. Well, of course you would have. You wouldn't have gotten up. You would have asked to be carted off the field. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know where I am right now. And then you'd stay off social media. People be wondering, is Al okay? Yeah. Oh, you would have done your Hogan moment and left the hand up to yeah. count three. Right. You know, and then come out of the, the pile. Is he down? Will he get, Will he be able to get up? And you, you, the, you have to drop the hand right. twice. One. Twice. Because on the third one, you're counted out. Oh, is that true? In wrestling, yeah. This is things wrestling fans Yeah, because then you know you're not getting air to the brain. So the, <laughs> the one arm goes down. That's Al, Phil. Just twice. So you know. Eddie's got a clip of me <laughs> laughing. Clearly something was like hilarious that day. <laughs> you think? Not like a woman. <laughs> like a woman. Well, yeah. That's yeah, that sounds like a woman. That sounds edited. <laughs> Between that and... <laughs> Listen, Jerry, you have a lot Special of... Morning, you have orangutan noises. Hey, 